Hello Gen X, welcome back to the water cooler. It's good to see you again. You know, I was just looking at the calendar uh, this morning and, and the year is very quickly slipping away from us. You know, I just saw that looking at the kids' schedule uh, next next week, both the schools for my kids end uh, for the year and my high schoolers have finals next week and then we're on to the Christmas holiday, which seemed to you know come up a little bit quicker and faster than I had and somewhere in, in the recesses of my brain, but it's it's uh, coming uh, coming to a uh, close pretty quick. It was good to have you, good to see you. Um, interesting things uh, happening this past week. Uh, first things first, as far as the never-ending voter fraud saga uh, continues, um, <clears throat> saw some interesting developments last week. Um, certainly from my perspective, a lot more concrete proof is starting to emerge than I imagined uh, that we would have seen, which is very interesting to say the least. Um, first things first, there's some examples of Dominion servers um, that have been shown to with their algorithms to in some sampling to switch votes for uh, for Joe Biden um, in, in this uh, sample that they were taking. They would sample 100 random votes for Biden and 100 random votes for uh, for Donald Trump, and they would rerun it and and see how that would play out. And of course, you would expect that in the end, 100 would be there for Biden and 100 would be there for Trump. But uh, and in Biden's case, lo and behold, those 100 went his way. But as far as Biden or Trump is concerned, in that rerunning, 83 votes went towards Trump. And 17 of them went to Biden, which you would not expect. Very interesting in, uh, sample of of those um, of those machines and and of of those vote runs and, and in the process, those um, ballot uh, machines or Dominion machines have been confiscated and and the investigation continues. But that's certainly more than more concrete, you know, proof that that I would would have expected to see now whether or not that means that they'll be able to prove a certain amount of votes or an error that would would change things in any states. I don't know. I'm still again skeptical on that much. But I do stand corrected that there have been a lot more you know concrete um, evidence that it are starting to trickle out. Another bit of evidence that we have seen is in the state of Georgia. Uh, if you saw this, there was some video that came from the middle of the night and counting in the um, Atlanta um, districts, which seemed to have you know, quite a bit of shenanigans going on. Um, and it, in uh, in these videos, you could see after um, ballot watchers or vote watchers, whomever you, uh, you want to describe them from each of the campaigns were dismissed overnight. You could see that the counting continued and in the process, these huge boxes, not you know briefcase or attache size, but full on huge boxes were rolled out from under desks and were systematically counted. And it seems to give credence to the suspicion of all these overnight spikes that we saw in Wisconsin and Michigan and eventually in, in Pennsylvania and, and, and in Georgia. And the dead of night when you know, things were uh, closely 
leaning towards um, a President Trump victory in each of those states. And lo and behold, these spikes happened in the dead of night and, and things went towards Biden. Very interesting that we ha have even that much. I, I certainly would not have expected to see that. And of course, you're you're having fact checkers in the social media sphere saying that those claims have been debunked. They absolutely have not been debunked. Um, they certainly raise a lot of suspicion. They raise a lot of questions, but they absolutely have not been debunked. It will be interesting to see if anything comes of this or if, if there are any, anything more um, out there. I'm certain that there is, and it'll, it'll be interesting as the process unfolds. If we see more similar types of glaring um, evidence of of this fraud and and what that could mean, now it seems unlikely that we would be heading to a scenario where you know, certain amounts of of votes are or votes are uh, cast aside and and recounts are are made in favor of President Trump. It seems like it's going to be if if it goes Trump's way at all, that it would be decided through the courts, which even if it's just it seems to like it would only stoke fire and stoke the orange man bad sentiment that's out there um and and would lead to nowhere good of course seeing as as if things hold where they are now then half the country you know, sees a fraudulent and cheated election and they're not gonna be happy anyway so like i've said before there's there, there's no positive or good outcome either way but you know it'll be interesting to see how it goes and and how the the left and and those in the press you know do their their contortions to try to you know, you know fit this narrative that that they've put out there but certainly it's some interesting developments as as we get on to the you know certification stage and the electoral college voting and um you know for the next uh, few weeks um, but I, I did see also that Samuel Leto has you know, pulled forward the deadline uh, for Pennsylvania to um, to justify their findings and and to um, be able to demonstrate that they have have uh, been able to cast aside any doubts of, of fraud or any any. In, undue influence in in their elections and um of course they they can't it'll be interesting to see where that goes but it you know there are many that speculated that since that's going to come after the 8th with which is sort of the drop dead date uh, th that was expected for the the states to certify their results um and and the original deadline was after that but since you know he, he pulled it forward and it is forcing the state's hand to to be able to resolve that, which again they they can't. They would they would have done so if they if if they were able to to this point. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes, um, and you know if if that uh, this case actually does make it into the Supreme Court, if 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 that's where this is headed, I see you know that Ted Cruz is is set to argue the point, which would be just fascinating. First of all, I think Ted Cruz is. is is very very sharp. I think he's highly intelligent, and it'll be fascinating to see a sitting senator um, argue in front of the Supreme Court on the behalf of a sitting president in, in that election um, to to question the results of that, which which is I think would be fascinating to watch. And speaking of Ted Cruz in Texas, I saw that uh, the state of Texas is has uh, 
launch suit against the states of Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Um, ultimately, we'll, would be you know, su- suing them up to the Supreme Court, saying that they're because they were not able to uh, follow the law and follow their own um, election procedures. It's putting the entire election in doubt, which very true. <laughs> that's you know a very fair argument to say the least. But where that's headed, who knows? Who knows if that's something that the Supreme Court will hear? It, it'd be interesting if if that's something the Supreme Court would make a definitive judgment on. And what if any implications would come from that? But you know, certainly interesting to see you know a, a, a state uh, suing other states um, for a, a, a national election. Uh, given that you know the Constitution puts the the rights of of presenting electors to each of the states, but if there's some sort of undue influence or cheating or or what have you, and that's on on behalf of some states, that's uh, putting the whole process in doubt. I'm interesting that that's the the course that they will go. But again, we'll, I'll, I'll keep following that. I'm I'm, I'm fascinated how this is. How this is evolving again? I'm completely skeptical if, if this is going to uh, change anything. I, I, I fully expect to have uh, you know, President Weekend at Bernie's and Vice President heels up in in January, but we'll, we'll see where that goes. The other issue that uh, you know caught my attention this past week um, related to all of the COVID lockdowns across the country and. We certainly seem to be coming to some kind of breaking point regarding all of the lockdowns. Um, you know, if, if you kind of go back in, in your mind to March when so much was unknown, you know, they had this novel virus and and it, it seemed to be, you know, highly contagious and very dangerous and and so many questions because, you know, you know China kept this uh, under, under secret... Uh, secrecy for quite some time and they were aided and abetted by the world health organization and when it's only just before things started uh getting getting bad across the globe you know first in in italy and and in areas of europe and then other areas of europe and then ultimately the united states um before anything could have been done you know the they were just sandbagging at China and the World Health Organization. That is, they were just sandbagging for months. Um, but when when it when it came and and really uh, you know caught on quick in in March, you know people were willing to go along with this because there's so much that was unknown, and you know, it was unknown how to be how it could be treated. It was you know, you know thought we we're going to be having this horrible shortage on ventilators and so on and um, you know. Which which led you know and people were fine with with uh, you know quarantining they were fine with sheltering in place they were fine with wearing masks you know to do anything we could to just you know put a put an end to it you know we were told 15 days to slow the spread well 170 some days later you know here we are and and we're we're back into lockdown mode and the question that I just want to ask is if you know the, the first time around these lockdowns didn't seem to work. What makes anyone think that lockdowns will work this time? I don't understand it. If uh, we're going to do the same thing again that didn't work the first time, how are we going to get a different outcome this time? Particularly when we are in typical 
cold and flu season. You know, we, we, we're not seeing the cases of, of typical seasonal flus like we normally would this type of year and everything because this virus has overtaken that. Um, but it's all, all things COVID predictably because we're in typical flu season. Now, again, I'm, I'm not saying that this virus is just the flu, but it is a flu. It is a flu virus simply, you know, similar to SARS and, and whatnot. So it, you would expect the, the pathogens to, to follow similar to, you know, to uh, a flu virus. And lo and behold, we're in, in cold and flu season and, and here we are. And we're using the same methods that we did before. And I, I just can, I'm trying to wrap my mind around how and why that is. Now, being the uh, skeptical uh, Gen Xer that I am, uh, I'm, I'm prone to think that it might be a combination of, of people in government wanting to be seen as doing something so that when things get better, they can pat themselves on the back and give themselves an attaboy and say that, that they're responsible for things getting better. Or um, it could also be that this is a test run of some kind of weird government control scenario. It, it's just, it's just very, also very strange. You know, to look at a number of scenarios that none of, none of which are good. But it's interesting to know when you see uh, different studies that are out there and statistical tracking that's out there. Now, I saw one in particular where the incidence of, of, of positive COVID tests per 100,000 in California, which has very strict uh, mask orders and you know, shelter-in-place orders, um, their rates per 100,000 from the spring through the summer up until right now mirror exactly that of a state uh, like, say, Texas, which does not have those strict measures, which seems to tell you that those measures that, that these blue governments are, are, are putting in place, these draconian measures they're putting in place, don't seem to have the desired effect that, that they expect them to have. Which again asks the questions: Why in the world are we doing it? I I don't understand. It it seems to be causing a lot more harm than good. We seem to be causing a dozen pr- problems just so we can solve one problem. We're not even solving the problem. We're just we're just kicking the can down the road and making things worse and destroying lives. I I don't understand it. And and we're at a point now with with all of the, the you know the testing that's been done like crazy that the death rate continue overall continues. To fall, and it's much less than the seasonal flu. And and they're also, um, you know, Fauci and a number of others are saying that be, just by the nature of things and the nature of the te- of testing, that w- whatever testing we have done is only is is actually somewhat understating uh, the spread of this virus, and that there are a lot more cases out there, which means that the death rate is even lower than than we've been able to measure. All of which just goes to show that we we just seem to to be just completely utterless and rudderless at this time. I, I, we seem to just not have any any clear path you know for going the way that we have um, and and it's 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 starting to get infuriating. I think people are starting to get at a breaking point because right now the only narrative that's out there is fear and panic. 
you know, people are just going after each other about over something as stupid as freaking masks, and I, I don't understand it. Um, but we are just strangling the poor and the middle class. We are destroying lives, but not that of the wealthy. You know, that we, in fact, we've, we, we've had the, the massive transfer of wealth from the poor and middle class to the wealthy. Now, maybe again, that's by design. Who knows? Um, you know, being a Gen Xer, I would tend to, I tend to think that, you know, but um, it, it, we're certainly not helping those that, that the leaders in, in the blue areas in this country are telling us that, uh, that we are. And, you know, like I said, you know, pe- people are just in, at, a, at a breaking point. You know, there's, there's that video that's going out there, this viral video of a anti-lockdown um, demonstration in Oregon and you have this nutcase alleged teacher who rolls into the intersection and just comes unglued. It is, it's funny and scary and sad to watch all at the same time. You have this 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 chick with you know her hair tied back in a ponytail and a headband and her mask under her chin and just is screaming at these people out. You know that are, are participating in this demonstration. She's yelling, "F you, F you! I, you should effing die! I'm a teacher, and and I teach students, I teach children, and this is destroying their families' lives." And blah 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 blah. Which, whatever. But the, the fact that she just absolutely came unglued like that kind of shows you the mental state and the fragility that that these people are in. Uh, it's just it was really bizarre to watch it was sad to watch that imagine if if she actually is a teacher holy crap would you want her teaching kids would you want her anywhere near your kids um not just from being someone who would indoctrinate them but being that mentally unstable you know being that incapable of controlling your emotions that you have a meltdown in your car because there's a demonstration you don't like going on it's it was just weird. It was just the one of the most glaring ultimate Karen moments that we've seen lately, uh, and you know she and, and she deserves all the shame and ridicule and embarrassment that that uh, she'd get from this. But um, that was really really weird to watch. Um, there's also that that viral uh, video that was out there about this new, this news broadcast in Michigan, um, where th- this one reporter is standing outside you know, a restaurant and he's doing his report on the lockdowns and, and um, you know, restaurants being closed and this, this and that. And, and this guy kind of is looking in, in the background. He's kind of peeking over and, and then the reporter looks over his shoulder and, and says if he has something to say. And the guy's like, are you the news? And then he just proceeds to lay in to the governor and and those in charge um and how he's like i need i need this to survive i need this to to support my family i mean we are dying without this and 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 then you have you know gretchen whitmers and all the other you know blue politicians around who tell people to stay home and then they travel and um yeah he just eviscerated uh those people but again i mean this is a, a poor guy who's whose livelihood is being destroyed for nothing. Yeah. What, what are we doing? I mean, it would be different if you could you could see that that it actually works, and it doesn't. You know, the World Health Organization 
even said so. They they came out and said these should only be as as a last resort. Fauci has come out and and, and said as much. And you know, I mean, he's kind of made both arguments. So that's probably not the best example in the world. But um, you know, this guy was. You can just see hear the desperation in his voice and the and the frustration in his voice. Uh, likewise, there was an, another video of of this bar owner, this one, this poor lady in in California, who it was. She was saying how. You know, she's not even allowed to have people outside, outdoors. Um, but then she looks across the way, and there's this movie scene going on outdoors. And she's saying, how is it okay? How is it safe to have the, these people outside and distanced for a movie? But for her and her business, it's not safe to have them outside and distanced, and I, I, I just felt so bad for this woman. And she, you could, you could hear her desperation. You could hear her frustration. You know that you know, you know Mayor Garcetti and Governor Newsom um, just don't get it, and they're just destroying people. And it was, it, it, I, I felt so bad um, for that that poor lady. But you know, here, here we hit, you have these three viral videos in the past week. For you know, people are just at their wits' end, and for, and for different reasons, and it does feel like we're at some kind of uh, breaking point. You know, we're um, you know we, we you know, people are just de- they're getting desperate, and you know they're running out of options. You know, they, they they don't know what else to do at this point, and and there seems to be no end in sight. Now, uh, the cynic in me says, well, just give it some time, and and once uh, Biden and heels up are are in the or in the White House, and and this vaccine gets put out there, and you know, people's fears will be uh, set aside, and we'll no longer be concentrating on you know positivity rates, and things can start to go back to normal. But in the meantime, we are absolutely destroying people. You know, we've we have suicides that are are skyrocketing. You know, not you know teens and preteens, and you know that there's that story from Japan where. You know, last month there were more suicides in a month than COVID deaths for the entire year, and we seem to be okay with that. We, we're okay with destroying destroying lives to try to prevent the spread of this particular virus. And you know, and I get that it's bad. I get that it can be frightening, and and it has killed hundreds of thousands of people. I get that, but you know, we are mortal. You know, we're we're all going to die at some point, and and this is something that's just going to be around. And I'd, I'd rather it not be around, but it is. Thank you, China. But it is, uh, just like the seasonal flu is there, and it you know, you know causes people to get pneumonia and die every year. Um, but we're we're acting like some for some reason we we can treat this like it's not a flu virus, like it's it's the smallpox or or polio. Uh, we're just not going to inoculate this away. It's going to be here now. We need to figure out ways to deal with it and live. I, I, I don't, what, we just seem to be going in a very, very uh, unconstructive uh, path and it, it's not doing anybody any favors. Um, and, and, if, and if you dare question it, then you are told that you're the problem. You are denying science and all the other other uh, ridiculous, uh, you know, claims that are made along the way, which you know, follow the science now. That that seems to be the latest and and favored mic drop, uh, you, know, you know, for those who are pushing it. You know, much like 
you know, claims of you being a racist uh, when when they're, they're kind of pushed into a corner. Uh, and follow the science seems to be, you know, that that favored uh, trope right now, which it it seems to just be their way of just sort of forcing compliance. You know, it, it you know, if if it's not COVID, then it's it's global warming, right? If 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 you don't agree with it or you're skeptical and or you question things at all, then you're are shouted down as um, denying science until you need to follow the science. Um, but the only thing that seems to seems to stay the same is the obedience to party and and the fascists, right? You need you know, just like you know, East Germany, you know the. You know, Fidelity to party is what matters more than anything um, that that you could possibly do. And and if there's any sense that you're not on board with that, then you are going to be expunged from civil society, as Keith Olbermann uh, would say. Um, but ultimately, I, I I think we need to start reminding ourselves, at least for those of us in the United States, that we are not subservient to the government. It's the other way around, plain and simple. You know, the, you know a mayor can't tell us to stay in our, our homes. He just can't. Yeah, I mean, he could advise. He could advise us. He could say, "Listen, we need to, we need to get this under control." And and I advise everybody to to stay where they're at. And he can do that. But to to tell us we can't move around and and go about our daily business, we can't provide for our families, we can't go to work. Uh, Sorry, you're you're not allowed to do that. You know the you have, you have to look no further than the Bill of Rights. And contrary to popular belief, and you know, you know certainly that in in our pop culture, the Bill of Rights does not lay out a bunch of rights that we, as citizens of the United States, have. I mean, in, indirectly, it 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 tells us the rights that we do have, but it does so in a way that. It, it spells out what the government is disallowed to do. So, for an example, the Second Amendment. Yeah, you know, everyone everyone loves the Second Amendment, right? You know, you know, our, as gun owners and and uh, you know, gun control activists love the Second Amendment. But we'll use that as an example. The Second Amendment says that the government um, may not write any law <coughs> that would. Um, that would disallow you know, the um, keeping and bearing of arms. They may not do that. It doesn't say that that citizens can carry uh, can carry firearms. It says that um, you know, because the, you know, the a well-regulated militia, in order to you know preserve peace, um, the rights of of you know, to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It doesn't say that the citizens have a right to keep and bear arms. It says that their rights shall not be infringed. So, you know, same thing with with you know, all of the Bill of Rights. It does it disallows the government to do certain things and to take certain rights away from the people. So, why is that important? Well, it's important because the way the founders viewed the Constitution and viewed the creation of our country is that we, the people are, are in control of our destiny. And, and we are, we are responsible to our faith, to our God and to no one else. And if you have no faith, then that, then you're not responsible to any government, just, just like anyone who, who does have faith, but we are not responsible and, and, um, 
you know, to to follow those in government. It's the other way around. The, those in government report to us. But uh, what we seem to er, see now, day in and day out, are those sowing the seeds of tyranny. Um, what is illegal for citizens is now legal for government. It, and that's just something that doesn't seem like it is leading any place good and is certainly not something that is allowed in the Constitution. But we'll, we'll, we'll keep following this uh, closely. Um, I'll have many thoughts about this whole uh, COVID debacle that we can get into in, in future weeks. But until then, uh, enjoy uh, your week, uh, Gen X. You, you keep uh, marching on towards the end of the year and, and uh, get everything ready for the holiday season. And we will see you next time. Stay cool, Gen X. Mm-hmm.